This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. We call this the game plan. It's our look ahead to the week in Sooner Athletics. And with the Monday morning refresher already out, one final look back. And we're going to spend this edition chatting with one of our regulars, Jessica Cootie, will join us from Sooner Sports TV. She was front and center at an amazing event that involved a huge upset this week, and that's right, Nick Kroll's men's tennis team pulling off the upset over Oklahoma State. So Jess will join us and give us the inside scoop from that. Plus, coming up later on the program, she'll take us in-depth on her next feature, which really shines a light on track and field. We were hoping to have Mark Williams on the Sooner Sports Podcast today. Uh, obviously, very busy on this Monday, so we're going to shoot for that later in the week. We, we definitely will get Coach on and s- several of the student-athletes, but we'll go in-depth on the Men's Gymnastics National Championship throughout this week with, again, one of the greatest collegiate gymnastics coaches there is, Mark Williams. And tomorrow on Sooner Sports Spotlight, or today, depending on when you're consuming the Sooner Sports Podcast, we will sit down with Coach Williams and uh, Yul Moldauer. So you'll get it on the TV side. We'll have it in-depth for you on the podcast side coming up later this week. And, again, it's a busy week travel-wise for OU baseball and OU softball. Baseball has Texas Arlington uh, Tuesday night at Mitchell Park, and then they're on the road for their next six games, including a road trip this weekend in Morgantown against West Virginia. We hit the road later this week for the OU softball team's final true road trip of the season. How crazy is that? As we travel to Lubbock to take on Texas Tech Friday night at 6, Saturday afternoon at 4, and Sunday at noon, we'll have all of the games, baseball and softball, on the Sooner Radio Network. Uh, Sooner Baseball, of course, in Oklahoma City and the Norman area. And Sports Talk 1400, the softball games all season long on the Franchise 2 AM 1560. And you can find all the streaming information you need by following us at OU on the air. So what do you say we get after it? Our special guest today is podcast regular Jessica Cootie. And obviously, let's start, Jess, by talking about the excitement for you this weekend covering tennis. First time we've had a sideline reporter for tennis. So how was the experience? What was it like being front and center for not only a huge upset, but uh, doing something for the first time? Hey, you know what? Um, I got a lot of good feedback as far as what having someone there like to um, interview players after they won. Cause I mean, it was a dominating day for Oklahoma men's tennis and, um, Andrew Harris was back, you know, he's been out since mid February and he's, and that was one thing that I heard over and over from people is, is how much confidence he provides this team. Cause this is a team that's been to back to back to back national runner up or national championship matches and, and finished as runner up. And, um, you know, he's one of the best in, in collegiate tennis. And so to have him back out there was huge. And, um, you know, I was able to interview um, everybody after each. You know, once, um, you know, you won the doubles point, I talked to Coach Crow, and then, um, you know, once people would finish their singles matches with wins, I would be able to interview them. So Spencer Parpa, um, you know, talk to Andrew Harris. So it was, it was kind of cool to get to hear their perspective right after when other matches were still going on. 
Um, so that was pretty fun. And it was just, it couldn't have gone more perfect for um, Sooner Sports TV broadcast because Oklahoma just came in there and really from the get-go because they won the doubles point. And, it, and the doubles point was exciting because um, Andrew Harris, Spencer Popeye won um, the number one doubles. Um, the OU lost number two doubles, so it all came down to number three doubles, and it was um, the two freshmen, and um, they came back from 4-1 to win it, so it was really exciting, and then once you kind of won the doubles point, because Oklahoma State is one of the best doubles teams in the entire country, and um, uh, once OU had won the doubles point, it was almost like, okay, this team's here to do some big things today, and then they just dominated the rest of the way out, so it was pretty, pretty fun, and Kind of forget, um, you know. I think with everything going on, and and when you're not out there doing broadcast, that um, they've got some really uh, talented players out there. And you were outside too, weren't you? Yes, and it was cold and windy. <laughs> I was really mad at one point because I was like, "How do you guys get back in the booth?" No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't have it any other way but than to be in the action. I just wish I would have dressed a little bit better for the occasion. We got lucky. We got rained out on Friday, but then Saturday it was, it was funny. I was I was joking with JT afterwards because we were sitting outside with ESPN there. We were on the concourse, and Saturday wasn't the best weather conditions, um, obviously. And every, and every time I would put my coat on, Baylor would get a hit. So I just I had to go without my coat because you know I'm a superstitious guy. So I left the coat off the whole time because every time the coat was on, they were getting hits. With that said, Jess, I know you had to follow a bit from afar, but what a series win for the Sooners! What an amazing weekend of games for softball. Yeah, you know what's funny is so I get out of tennis and I turn you guys on my car and it's like the sixth inning, so. I'm like, oh, by the time I get over there, it'll be over. Um, you know, what's the point? You know, I'll just I'll just listen to it on my way home. Um, because I, I had every intention of coming over there once I was done with tennis. Mm-hmm. Well, then it just ends up lasting another hour. I'm like, well, shoot. I could have gone over there and, and watched uh, pretty much almost an entire game. It was crazy. It was it was crazy. And the, uh, the energy... I think you've been over there whenever it's been sold out, and Tori and I were talking about this. Sometimes, Jess, you can have a sold-out crowd, and they're not really into it. That's not a knock, but it's just, you know, they're there, and they're, they're going to clap, and it's a, it's a big win for the Sooners. This crowd was into it all weekend long, and I think they kind of got the magnitude of what this matchup was, and, boy, it just made for a fun atmosphere. That was, that was rocking all weekend long. Oh, I'm sure, and then not to mention kind of what's kind of been it. Yeah. between these two teams the last few years. And, of course, we had the um, last year, and, and while Oklahoma swept Baylor, it was a pretty tight series. And then, um, you know, just kind of everything that's kind of happened between these two teams the last few years. Um, made for a pretty good buildup this weekend. Yeah, there's a – they play and, – and I say this because it's not a knock. Baylor plays a brand of softball that uh, – that frustrates you, you know. They're gonna they're gonna try to get you out of their game. They're gonna do things to try to get in your head. And uh, the Sooners did a good job of staying out of it. And I thought that was uh, I thought that was a really fun weekend. And here's what's great: I know you and I haven't talked about this much, and and I just brought it up on the broadcast. But 
just they could see each other again. We've got the Big 12 tournament now this season. So, you know, based on the way things have gone this year, there's a very good chance that could be your Big 12 championship game. I think it would be fun to see these two teams go at it again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's just, you can just tell it's, um, you know, a lot like some of the other rivalries in other sports. You can just kind of tell there's just a little bit kind of heightened um, intensity with these two teams. And they was good. You know, that, that little pitcher was was uh, causing problems for Oklahoma. And um, so it was this crazy kind of pitcher's duel there on, on Saturday. So, yeah, it would be fun to, to see them match up again, although I don't know if they each other would want to play each other again. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I think they're kind of happy, hey, we took two of three. Let's move on. Let's go play uh, Let's go play in the no, NCAA I tournament. I don't think Baylor would want to see Oklahoma again. No, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, all right, let's uh, before our break, let's quickly touch upon one other story that was non-men's gymnastics related because you and I have our Spotlight TV show tomorrow. We got uh, the band back together, and we're focusing a lot on men's gymnastics. But just uh, seeing the OU baseball team, Jess, to kind of cover all of our bases, pardon the pun, uh, to get that win on Sunday I think was pretty huge for them as well, too. They'd been struggling. I think it was, what, seven in a row they had lost. But to get a win, get back to 500 in Big 12 play, 28-15 and 15 overall, see J.B. Olsen getting healthy, I think uh, I think that's big for them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just because, I mean, one game does wonders. You know, I go back to um, a year ago when West Virginia was had come to Oklahoma and – they were kind of had been really struggling, and it was the Sunday game, and OU had won two already. It already won the series, and um, um, West Virginia ends up avoiding the sweep, mm-hmm. winning on Sunday, and then they make the run that they did all the way to the Big 12 championship game. Should have gotten in the postseason. I mean, I think we can all agree on that, right? So yep. It, it just takes one game, really, to get things turned around and get some momentum going. Uh, all right, Jess, before I pepper you with NFL draft questions, how, ex- <laughs> how exciting is it to see what Mark Williams has done with this men's gymnastics program? They go back to back to back and do it in dominating fashion yet again. I mean, this is – it's unreal what's going on. Yeah, and I don't think anybody was surprised. I no. think, you know, it's and, – and not surprised at how – you know, dominant. I mean, they've just been so dominant all year long, and um, it's just remarkable what he's built. And, again, going back to this isn't even just about what they did on Saturday. This is about what they're going to do, you know, in, in upcoming Olympic Games, you know. So it's just he continues to um, be such a um, such a positive for the sport on all levels. And that's what I think is really cool is um, because, you know, men's gymnastics, it's not uh, one of the biggest sports in, in collegiate um, sports. But, um, you know, he he takes what he has and, and has turned it into a dynasty, but then he also makes sure that these, these guys are um, prepared to, to do big things on an international and national stage. So, um, you know, and I keep saying that, but I think that's so important to, to remember because it, it is, it's just it's so much more than even what he's doing here in Norman and, and on the collegiate level. I just, I always wow whenever I'll see the highlights at how, oh, you okay? I'll always, uh, I'll always be wowed when I see the highlights and to see how perfect their routines are. And again, I'm not the, I'm not a, 
overly knowledgeable person when it comes to men's gymnastics, but Jess, it just seems like they're so well prepared and they're so on point. And then you get a chance to talk to him. Like we'll interview him on Spotlight tomorrow. We'll have him on the podcast later this week too. But they're just down to earth, hardworking dudes. Yeah, uh, it is really unbelievable what they are able to do um, with their bodies. Um, like it's so powerful, and that's what's so. And that's what Megan Megan McDonald, who you know has been with the women's gym all year. We we talk about that how how strong they are, and I, I think that's one thing that um, <laughs> definitely is how unbelievably strong they are. I'd like to see what they could do in like a bench press type <laughs> situation because I, I don't know how many they could lift, but I would bet it'd be a lot. Here's one thing though, too, and I don't know if you can shed much light on this. With so many options, I'm blown away that this event wasn't televised. I could not believe it wasn't on like an ESPNU or a CBS Sports Network or NBC Sports because, again, it's it sounds crazy to say, but a lot of times in college gymnastics, you're not necessarily seeing future Olympians for the women's side, but on the men's side, Jess, you definitely are because of the way, and I think Meg has brought this up quite a bit, the way their bodies develop later and uh, they, they become stronger. I'm just, I'm blown away we couldn't find this on TV anywhere Saturday night. Yeah, you know, it really is a disappointment because it is, um, you know, you're still competing for a national title and it's still, you're still seeing some of the best of the best. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know if maybe it's, um, I, I, I can't tell you why, but yeah, it's, it's pretty, um, you wish you could have seen it. Um, I did think they have a live stream going on, but yep. um, yeah, I just, um, I'm not sure, but yeah, it's, it's definitely disappointing because you are, like you said, seeing some of the best in the United States, not just in collegiate, but across um, all of gymnastics. But I don't know. I don't know why um, they made that decision, but hopefully they'll, they'll get back to that at some point. So uh, as most of y'all know, and Jess probably gets tired of hearing me talk about it, I am overly addicted to the NFL draft. It's one of my favorite times of the year. We have six potential Sooners, or pardon me, five potential Sooners who could get drafted. You know, I, I, I don't know if there's a chance for a sixth if a Thomas might go late. I doubt it. But at the very least, we know D.D. Westbrook, Charles Walker, Samaj P. Ryan, and Joe Mixon are getting drafted. There's a lot of buzz building for Jordan Evans. But let's let's take Joe out of this conversation and just talk Samaj, Charles Walker, and D.D. Westbrook. Jess, who do you think ends up going first of those three? I mean, is it possible that – that Samaje could be the first one taken of that group of three? Because I, I think we all agree Joe Mixon's going to be the first one off the board that wore uh, the OU jersey, correct? Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, I think we touched on this, but I think really once you see one go, I think you'll see a lot of them go. I think you're going to maybe see a bunch of them kind of in the middle. But I do think Samaje will go um, be the first besides Joe Mixon um, to go. I just think he's the kind of guy that um, – you know, again, you want in your organization. He's um, a workhorse. He does things right. He's not, you know, I mean, and then you see what he's been capable of doing, um, you know, on the field as well. So that's, uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's he's the guy. And I do, yeah, I mean, I heard the same thing that people, Jordan Evans has really just been wowing um, here and, and throughout this process and in his interviews and in his workouts and, of course, what he did on Pro Day. So good for him because, um, you know, he, he definitely deserves it, and he's, he's a good kid, too. 
Hey, uh, Jess, one final thought of, on football to, to move away from the draft and back to spring ball. We wrapped up spring football this past weekend, and I think we had a chance to touch on it a little bit in our Friday segment. But I've always been of the belief, anytime you come away without any major injuries, and again, the Jordan Parker injury, it stinks for him, but he's going to be back in time for camp. I think you've had a good spring, and you went out to uh, practice, and obviously we had other things to cover, so not much after the spring game. But overall, we wrap up spring with uh, minimal injuries, and I think that's a big deal. Yeah, huge. And again, you have a lot of young, young, young guys that are – Trying to, um, they're trying to get up to speed. Um, you know, the nine early enrollees, and those are all guys that we've heard um, people rave about since they've kind of started the momentum with that recruiting class. Uh, you know, a couple years ago, how uh, how talented that this class is, and I think they kind of proved that um, it wasn't a disappointment by any of those guys that were here early. I think they saw a lot of good things out of a lot of those guys, and. Um, and they need that, and they need the depth, and they need to continue to build. And the, the kind of the um, the big time to do that is here in the spring, because you know once you get to fall, it you start really um, scheming and you start preparing for opponents, and it's kind of so uh, as far as development goes, um, the spring's kind of the time to do it. And so I think they were able to do that a lot with a lot of guys out, and I don't think they were disappointed at all in those those nine early enrollees plus some of the um, sophomores, the uh, freshmen, now sophomores, you know, they make a huge jump. And then not to mention a lot of them didn't get to go through spring last year. You think yeah. about a Caleb Kelly, who didn't even get to go through, who wasn't even here to go through spring. So this was his very first spring. So um, I think we saw a lot of guys make huge jumps, even from those freshmen that maybe have got played that are going to be sophomores. So it's just a good time to really continue to hone on skills and develop and, and get some depth going. So, yeah, I think they definitely were really pleased with, with uh, what they were able to accomplish at Springball. Hey, uh, I wanted to point this out. Everyone with the Mendez family was very grateful for the piece, Jess. It's so well done. If you haven't had a chance to see it yet, go to Soonersports.tv and watch it today. Uh, I talked to both her mom and her dad, and uh, family members were talking about watching it and tearing up. and uh, It was just so cool to see the way that they enjoyed it. So, What do you have going on to try to make us cry this week, Jess? Well, I got a pretty awesome track feature that's in the works, and um, got a feature coming up on Brad Dalkey. I mean, it is, I think we all know, kind of, you know, the it's funny because I asked him, I said, you're literally sooner born and sooner bred. And he said, yeah, literally. And, you know, when the day comes, I'll be sooner dead. So <laughs> um, he's uh, really just, it's unbelievable the family history that he has at Oklahoma. And um, one thing I'll go ahead and say now is um, you think about, yes, he had the grandpa that hit the winning shot to send the basketball team to the national championship. You have wow. the dad that was a part of the Switzer team that um, won two national titles. But then his mom was the very first athlete woman to be offered a scholarship at the University of Oklahoma. She was a part of the Title IX movement, was on the very first golf team. So you think about what she did for women's um, collegiate athletics. You know, at the time it wasn't a big deal, so, but the, the kind of the foundation that she laid it's really just unbelievable the impact his family had. And then now he's kind of getting to follow in his footsteps. So 
you know Sooner Vision. You know that archive room. I've <laughs> been digging back there. We've got some really great video, um, some pictures, so um, it should be a fun one. I should add, and thanks to Jess for joining us. Always fun to go inside Sooner Athletics with Jessica Cootie. I should add. That coming up as well later this week, I, I love the NFL draft. It's a it's a deep-rooted passion of mine. And uh, we'll go in-depth with some of the Sooner guys and what to expect come Thursday, first round, Friday, second, and third round, and then Saturday for the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round. So uh, I'll get you all kinds of information throughout the week on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Just make sure that you are subscribed. Again, Several ways to get involved. You're going to go to Soonersports.tv slash podcast or search on iTunes for Sooner Radio Network. And there we are. Tons of information, tons of content, and always giving you all the stories from within the Sooner Nation. Everyone have a great week until Thursday's edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. Boomer Soon, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.